0: happy Monday and thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts leave us the five star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. We got Danielle behind the Mac Petey after hiking a mountain in dress pants yesterday took the day off (laughs) today Um, but that's okay complaining
1: about it the entire time. Yes,
0: exactly he's exhausted from complaining but we have a very special guest joining us from today's show it's time for our weekly Chaos Theory segment and this time we have dj bean joining the show dj what's up thanks for joining.
2: hi 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 how's everything going with the coyotes
0: oh oh just Danny. funny you should ask no. not great
1: <laughs> plenty of optimism not- on the ice and off of it
2: yep that was not a judgmental this that was a i saw myself on camera just uh, had something that had salsa and i was like i think i have food on my face so. <laughs> that was not a judgmental sean and i discuss frequently on the show maybe just stop winning games and that's what uh this season will be
0: you know i i would say just go for it they would still not win the draft lottery and yeah, yeah. try your hardest
1: anyway and i yeah. mean they have stopped winning games so they're taking that yeah, to twel- heart. 12 straight, yeah, 12 straight losses. now so it's
0: fine chasing the the coyotes team record of 15 maybe we'll get there by the that, end of the week
1: so. and it doesn't help them get an arena i wonder if that's available via the lottery. In fact,
0: mm. well, what, I did. Uh, I was what
1: they're doing now. Yeah, <laughs> I did see
2: their attendance numbers were amazing, uh, recently when they had all those guys on the ice. It was a ju- <laughs> you know, what I'm talking about the still where there <laughs> too were too so men? clearly just, not only okay. did they have too many men, they were all actually we're playing. a bad crowd, yes, we're yes, a sorry. bad crowd. Slow we both on the <laughs> okay. Most too many men penalties are yes. line change snafus. That was a rare run where I was like, wow, they got.
1: They have six guys playing. Love
2: yeah. we,
0: we, have, we have no answers. It's I mean,
1: well, I mean, desperate times, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> <So> That's right. <laughs> See, Gotta get a win See if they notice. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we don't want to talk about the Coyotes. This is a chance to not <laughs> talk about the Coyotes. So let's yes. not. Um, first of all, Greg, I'll let you kick us off.
1: You know, I, I want to ask you this. I'm going to ask you. I'm going to stay on this topic a little bit, probably far longer than anyone is interested in, but... <laughs> First, God. I want to ask you, DJ, how will you be celebrating the leap year?
2: Okay. You said, like, be ready with your leap year hot takes. And my first thought was like, I I do have takes on most things. But I was like, man, people are supposed to have thoughts about <laughs> leap years. What can yeah. I come up with? And it only took me a second because I was like, I don't think about leap years. I don't care about leap years. Because let me ask you this, where you both sit right now, Do you have the date visible to you
0: Uh, in the up in the tiny corner of our screen? You both have laptops in front of you.
2: So the answer is yes. Yes. So the so basically, I believe his name is uh, Alan Kay, the inventor of the laptop ruined leap year and all of these fun things where you could be thrown off for a day because we all have constant access to what day it is. So Mm -hmm. all of that fun is out the window. Even April Fool's Day is not as fun anymore because we always
1: know what day it is.
0: Okay. I think that's an interesting perspective on the leap year. Do
1: you know that there are dueling towns on the New Mexico, Texas border that call themselves the leap year capitals? I'm I'm guessing there's not a lot of competition, first of all. (laughs) And I went on my laptop and looked up these two towns. And I mean, you got to track people somehow. (laughs) okay so that sounds
2: like something that our friend sean would know (laughs) he probably does actually he's probably been to it to the festival like like, i wonder how you found out about this i'm guessing possibly there's at least like a
1: one in three chance sean told you no (laughs) i actually googled it but i haven't asked sean if he knows about it yet what what fascinated me the most is it's a multi-day festival which makes no sense to me because it's one day it's about that one day it's about February 29th. What are you doing on the 28th or on March 1st? I don't get it. I'm, do I'm uh, do
2: any of you know anybody born on leap day?
0: I actually don't personally. I know a few people born on the 28th, which was crazy because I was actually born <laughs> in a leap year. Uh, so that was lucky. But
1: I no. do. I, I went to school with someone, a, a woman who was born on a leap year. And crazy. Same. Yeah, it's bizarre.
2: Well, Love that! We're you like, you like, hey, that's the most—that's the most popular guy in school. Check it out, he's four.
0: <laughs> it's like <laughs> a fun—it's a fun fact for the rest of your life. Like, right. yeah. said, tell me something interesting about you. It's like you always have that. Oh mm. man! All right. Well, I know we're gonna spend more time on leap stuff later. Yeah, we'll get back to
1: that. But we won't, we, won't we won't dwell on this anymore.
0: But, you know, the one thing about it being a leap year is there's one extra day between now and the NHL trade deadline, which mm. is 11 days away at this point. DJ, from the NHL perspective, looking at the whole league, which teams and or players interest you the most at this year's NHL trade deadline?
2: OK, OK. A lot of interesting teams like do the rangers go for it do they call up the ducks and try to get old friend frank vetrano back that wouldn't surprise me do because the east is so wide open that any team can talk themselves into saying like yeah let's go for it let's just grab this thing let's go let's call the ducks try to get adam henrique or any of the players they have available or let's add uh noah Hannifin, who reportedly will resign with teams if they are South of the border, Uh, no offense, Leah. Uh, So the teams like that intrigue me. I wonder, like, what do the Devils do? Do the Devils try to get back in this thing? Do they just throw their hands up in the air and say, okay, it's not going to be this season? I want to know what happens with Jacob Markstrom. He has always kind of made sense for the Devils. But again, maybe the Devils just say, screw it. I've found a lot of the conversation around the Penguins interesting because they're like, the Penguins are going to trade guys, but only a couple. And I'm like, you're the Penguins. You're terrible. It, it just give up on this experiment. Like, you're probably not going to trade Sidney Crosby. But but why not? Do it. Throw that bomb into the mix. No. Throw that bomb all's. into the mix. Oh, again? Yeah, sorry. I I didn't even mean that, Leah. L- Leah, I know from our Pro Shop Wars, a big Sidney
1: Crosby head.
0: Yes. Yeah, big fan. Can
1: you imagine if Crosby were on the market? It'd be, it'd be oh. fantastic. It would be incredible to have Sidney Crosby I would be on the sick. market
0: right
2: now. <laughs> Here's sick. the thing: it stinks though. Like if he were American, then the Rangers would get him, and everyone would be like, "Yeah, <laughs> Ooh, Broadway Sid." But it just like he's not American, so they don't care, and they won't get him. But boy, oh boy, I'll tell you what: Brad Marchand and Sidney Crosby reunited. Bruins, Bruins could make a lot of noise.
0: Well, we I, can I all th- we can all read into Sid saying I like playing on a line with you rather than against you in his you go, Leah. video for see? his 1000th game and everyone was like what does this mean? <laughs> I get it. Did the- people
2: really say what does
1: this I love that.
2: Did they yes. say what it's, does this mean?"
0: It's the internet, are you yes, surprised? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: We see this happen all the time and I I understand the the franchise icon. It's really hard to say goodbye. Maybe you just want that guy to retire. But maybe he gives Sid a chance to, to play meaningful games at the end of his career for one. And secondly, how many teams have made this mistake where they hung on? OK, maybe we can put some pieces together. Maybe we can bring in an Eric Carlson and actually be a cup contender. It's over. It's over. Yeah. Just admit it. Look, stop looking through the rose-colored lenses and just admit it. It's over, Pittsburgh. Ray Bork, the guy, he's
2: 35 years old. You're not going to be good next year or the year after that. Something I throw out today, speaking of unlikely trade candidates and big names, everybody was yelling about Seth Jones after that Patrick Kane goal last night because he looked off Connor Bedard in overtime, which to that I say, hell yeah, Seth Jones, do it, King. (laughs) You have one goal all season. Such a, like, he his contract is so maligned that he's become an underrated player but anyway that that goal happens everybody's all mad and i threw it out today like if i'm an nhl gm that needs defense help i'm just calling the blackhawks to check to see (laughs) if they hate that contract as much as their fans and a lot of talking heads do because i'll tell you what if they ate a couple million dollars off that cap hit like, I would love to add Seth Jones. And I'm sure if the Blackhawks are smart, they're probably like, you know what? We're willing to potentially overpay him a little bit. We don't have a lot of veterans on our roster. We still need good players. But that's at least a call I'm making. And that's like the darkest dark horse trade option I can think of, of a name that no one has talked about, a guy with a ton of term, but a contract that is not beloved at this point. If I'm the the Hurricanes who only has three defensemen signed past this year, Mm. all of whom are up after next year. I'm like, shoot, could I get Seth Jones for like nothing? Do I try to do that? Just something to throw out. And what made me think of that is that you said the Penguins are doing this thing where they're just holding on and still trying to add to supplement their core. That's how the Blackhawks wound up in the situation. They're currently Mm -hmm. in with Seth Jones and Mm -hmm. they had missed the playoffs. They chalked it up to, well, we were just kind of injured. Let's go get Seth Jones and let's make one last huge push and he can bridge un, he can bridge us to whatever our next era is. And they didn't know that they had like last place finishes and Connor Bedard ahead of them. <laughs> if that were the case, they probably would have taken a different route. And I don't want Seth Jones to be in a bad situation. So I can't speak for him. I don't know if he loves it there, if he doesn't love it there. I'm sure that he's he looks at this and is like, this is not what I thought I was getting myself into. So, again, just doing diligence. If I were a team across the league, I'd call them and say, "What? just what do you think? Where do you stand?
0: Huh. All right. That's an interesting question. I want to
1: stick on this for one more before we move on to another topic. When you look at the so-called legitimate cup contenders right now, which team absolutely has to do something to actually get there? Whatever that is, I'll, I'll get your thoughts on that, but... Like Colorado, Edmonton, Toronto, Carolina. Who comes to mind, and what do they need to do?
2: Okay, uh, I, I can't say Edmonton because this roster, if they don't play like you know what's, is still so good. Would you like them to have more defensemen? Sure. Do you worry sometimes about Stu Skinner? Sure, but by and large, if that roster gets to the playoffs. If they're wearing other uniforms, you're saying, all right, that's my Stanley Cup pick. So I won't say that Edmonton has to do something. In the East, I think Boston probably is the most, at this point, the most paper tigery of the contenders. And really in the East, how many contenders are there? Is yeah. it Boston, Florida, New York, Toronto, and then like maybe kind of Tampa, sort of? Flyers are cute. You have some cute situations, but you don't have any world beaters. And I think Boston, if they can add, I mean, they need help on defense right now. If they could add a center, that would be amazing. The issue is, as has been discussed ad nauseum, they have nothing to give up because they sold out last year, A, financially, by pushing the cap hits of Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci to this year, by just doing all bonus overages and B in assets because they traded their first round pick this year for Tyler Bertuzzi. So they don't have a pick in the first three rounds. Elliot Friedman said they'd have to trade somebody like e- Lena Solmark. I don't think that Calgary is taking Lena Solmark for Noah Hannafin. But if Boston can do something like that, that would go a long way. Not necessarily trading Lena Solmark. I'm saying like adding a Noah Hannafin. Then mm-hmm. I take them a lot more seriously.
0: All right. well. Should be it should be interesting for sure. I'm curious, you know, you already touched on Edmonton, but the four Canadian playoff teams right now, Vancouver, Edmonton, Winnipeg, Toronto. If you had to pick one today, who's most likely to win the cup and who is most likely to flame out?
2: Oh, boy. Okay. And I know
0: you're an oil man. So yeah, sorry. I mean, is, <laughs> I,
2: you were there when I you can see it just barely. I think I had to move this way. Nope. You could see it just barely. You see the Oilers pennant I have there? Uh, That's an Oilers pennant because I'm an oil man. And I'm very down on them right now. How could you not be? But they're still, I think, the best of the Canadian teams that are Mm. in the mix. I think if you want to go with the safe, I'll say boring in an endearing way team, it would be the Jets. But Edmonton still has the best roster. Of those teams, the Canucks are having a fantastic year, but I know Pete argues this strongly and I agree with him that they're still like an embarrassment away from really joining the club of contenders like that if the Canucks went and won the cup this year, it would come out of nowhere. And typically I know that like the Kings, but like typically cup winners don't come completely out of nowhere. A team will burst onto the scene, maybe the way that Vegas did, and they'll go far. They'll make a run, but usually you need to kind of ha- like pay the piper before you get to actually go and win the cup.
0: So, which of those four do you see potentially flaming out? Yeah. Oh, flaming out, flaming out.
2: Ah, uh, shoot. Okay, so we're doing it's Edmonton. Uh, we're doing Edmonton,
1: Vancouver, Winnipeg, Vancouver, and Toronto.
2: Winnipeg and Toronto. I mean, most likely to flame out, just historically, of course, is <laughs> Toronto. Yes. But they're really good right now. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to say Toronto. Tough, <laughs> tough
1: path, right? Always a it's tough that, path. Yeah.
2: Well, East is such an easy path this year. But no matter who Toronto plays in the first round, it's going to be a losable series. And I don't yep. say that disparagingly. I say that as a matter of fact. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely so true. true. It's so true. until
2: you like until you're up until you have like the the postseason bonafides no one's gonna pencil you in to advance each round
0: yeah it's so true
2: which um, is why i say edmonton is going to win the cup like <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh boy i mean it would be cool we we talk about it on the show all the time i think it'd be cool to see a canadian team finally yeah it's time win a cup, but I,
2: I i like laughing at the leafs and they're just such a tragic case but Leah, I'm typically not the like no Canadian team has won a code. The the only way the Canadian team can get it like I want Canada to be in on it. I yeah. I am yeah. big. I think enough it's to good it.
0: for I think it's good for the NHL too. So.
1: I, I absolutely agree with that. And and honestly, I'd like to see the Leafs win it. I'd like to see it it that would be great for hockey if the Toronto Maple Leafs won.
0: And the once cup. again, if PD was sitting Insane. here, he would say they're not winning. I know
1: he will. That would be he cool. will. And he's probably right.
2: Yeah, that would feel too weird to me. Like, I've already seen Donald Trump be elected president and the the Red Sox and Cubs win. The Leafs winning would really be some the world is over stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so true. All right. Well, before we let you go, what do you guys have coming up on the What Chaos show that people can look forward to? Oh, lots.
2: We've got some fun player interviews lined up and we've also got next week. We've got a uh, huge trade deadline show. So uh, get over to the What Chaos YouTube page. Hit subscribe, and uh, the Traded Line show is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be weird, but we wouldn't have it any other way. So uh, head over to youtube.com slash at show. Smash the subscribe button, and I do mean smash (laughs) through the boards. Take that suspension. Donate your salary to the Players Emergency Fund, and uh, join the fun.
1: Is this going to be one of those like TSN all-day shows too?
2: i we're still working on it uh pete's availability was up in the air but but i was pushing for a 5 p.m to 5 p.m a oh 24 hour oh, just like hammering like not breaking character 3 a.m being like all right what else have we got what? and like <laughs> nothing's happening papers flying everywhere doing uh I've i've got a lot of ideas
0: Well, you can have Craig and Petey call in at the 5 a.m. slot because that's what time they wake up in the morning. (laughs) So there you go. Oh,
2: hell yeah. Love that.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, DJ, thanks so much for stopping by. Look forward to chatting with you guys next week.
2: Thanks, as always, for having me, friends. Thanks, man. All right. See Thanks, DJ. Go, cut.
0: Oh, we cut it him off as he's saying go coyotes. Um, well, thanks again to DJ Bean of What Chaos. And as he mentioned, make sure you subscribe to their YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. They do a great job covering the NHL in a super fun way. So check it out. Out And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see Craig's wearing his PGNX right. hoodie. I'm actually wearing my mid-range assassins shirt today. I love the shirt. This is one of my favorite Sun shirts. And if you also love our shirts, but you've been kind of on the fence, well, do I have good news for you? Because right now we have a 30% off sale going on in our locker right now. Today through Wednesday, 30% off everything so this is something you for sure want to take advantage of if you have people's birthdays coming up if you have graduations in may get ahead of it now get the gifts save 30 percent off in our locker phnxlocker.com check it out we have some great phnx coyote shirts of course arizona versus everybody that i was wearing a ton of people were rocking the shirts at our yeah that was that was
1: a good turnout of
0: really cool yeah, to see all the all the merch represented, right?
1: But, like the entire history represented there. And by the way, sales are the only time that I actually shop, so this is the time to get on.
0: It's so true. So get on it now because it ends Wednesday night at eleven fifty nine p.m. So it's currently Monday at about two thirty. You have a couple days, so start adding stuff to your cart and make sure you shop this sale. And just so everybody knows, um, it'll the, it applies the discount at checkout. So. Do your shopping and get 30% off at checkout, phnexlocker.com. You do not want to miss out on this. And then, with all the money you save, you can uh, maybe make a deposit in prize picks. If you don't know what prize picks is, I talked about the purple app colors last week prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america and instead of battling thousands of other players you pick more than or less than on two to six player and stat combos and watch the winnings roll in a couple great things about prize picks first of all Right now, they're doing a deposit match up to $100, so do not miss out on that opportunity, Um, but it's really easy to play. It it takes less than 60 seconds to make your picks. You can withdraw your money at any time. It's really quick, and as I mentioned, you just have to choose more than or less than on Player stacks and combinations. It's just that simple. So here's what you're going to do. You're going to go to prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash PHNX and use code PHNX. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Craig, have you been to a NASCAR event before? I
1: have covered NASCAR events at PIR. Yes.
0: So there's a NASCAR event coming to Phoenix on. The weekend of March 8th through 10th. I've never been to a NASCAR event, but we're so lucky here in Arizona. We get, we get golf events. We have spring training, baseball, and now a NASCAR event. I was actually at a restaurant the other day. NASCAR was on. I was actually watching because I was getting really <laughs> excited for the event coming up at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through 10th. I know PD is really excited to go. He's been to plenty of events at Phoenix Raceway. Uh, So make sure you're not missing out on the NASCAR race at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through 10th. So You can get your tickets to the Shriners Children's 500 at Phoenix Raceway, March 8th through 10th. Promises a weekend of good vibes for the whole family. Get your reserved grandstand tickets now at phoenixraceway.com. All right, Craig, you wrote a story yesterday. I did. uh, For diehards only, gophnx.com. Why don't you, just for those who maybe haven't had a chance to read it, just summarize a little bit about this Yeah, I think
1: everyone knows by now that um, David Ludwig was elevated to assistant general manager and also got an extension. Um, They also extended uh, Daryl Plandowski and Ryan Jankowski, who head the amateur scouting department, and they extended Alan Heppel, who heads the pro scouting staff as well, so... I thought it was a good time to just to take a look, just take the temperature, look at the progress that this hockey operations department has made thus far. And I didn't want to ignore development as a key element of this as well. There's so many other pieces, right? There's nutrition, there's yeah. there's the medical side, there's the fitness side. There, I could have gone, I mean, I, I could have written like 10,000 words I on know. this if I had delved into everything, but I, I chose to focus on these departments um, but I wanted to, you know, get a sense of some—we uh, had David Ludwig on our show, but I still don't think people understand quite a, what it is he does. And listen, I don't think you and I know all the things that David Ludwig does, because I keep finding out stuff. We know he's the cap guru. We know he came from Kurt Overhart's agency. He's a lawyer by trade. He understands contracts, and that that's— A key part of his duty, right? Evaluating contracts, both for what the Cowboys can take on, what what their cap situation should be, but also being familiar with other teams' cap situations so they can see opportunities down the road. That's a big part of his job. But David Ludwig does a ton of other things. Like we found out when we went to Australia, oh, he's he was one of the two guys that was way behind planning that. Like I know if Stan Wilson needs something, it's probably David Ludwig that's going to help him get it. He's 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 got his hands in so many different things. He clearly has impressed Bill Armstrong. I think this entire staff, the the people that we're talking about, have impressed thus far with, with the job they've done. So I I wanted to delve into some of these guys. Luddy, again, he's he's a guy. I think you should go back and watch that show because it's a he,
0: really cool show.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot of stuff that people don't think about. Um that, that gets pretty granular at times about what he does. And and again, I think we only scratch the surface, but He's a guy. He's the second assistant general manager in this franchise now, along with John Ferguson, Jr., who, of course, is the GM of the Tucson Roadrunners. And people were asking me, like, why do they have a second AGM? Is Fergie okay? A lot of teams do this now. They're you you look at some teams and they have like look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They have multiple assistant general Mm -hmm. managers. Even Shane Doan said that to me when I talked to him. We have a lot of assistant GMs here, so.
0: But also, why not have a bunch? Yeah, because there's so much to there's do. There's so much to do. Yes. There's so much to manage because it's not just managing the roster. Like you are the general manager, so why not have a bunch of people with wearing different hats? You know, John Ferguson Jr. He can focus on more of the Tucson and the AHL side. Bill Armstrong can focus on the current team. David Ludwig can do all that, like the cap stuff. There's just. I can't even wrap my head around everything that needs to be done.
1: Right. And you don't even think about some of the things like David Ludwig can tell you probably the market value of a player. If you ask a random NHL player, he could probably tell you the market value of that player. Yeah. Certainly knows his own player's market value at this point. So there you can imagine the role that he plays in all of this. But the other thing that I would point to, like I know people use cap friendly a lot. I use it religiously. There was a long period of time where we could look at the Coyotes cap situation and say, that's a bad contract. That's a bad contract. You know, you can always find something. Take a look at their cap situation now. You can't find a bad contract. And cynics would say, well, I mean, the Coyotes, they they can't spend any money. Well, it's all the more imperative that you can't have a bad contract then when you don't have the money to spend that some other teams do. He's done a marvelous job of managing the cap for this team. Bill Bill trusts him implicitly. So David Ludwig got a much-deserved extension and promotion, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, you know, the reason that Craig wanted to write the story and we wanted to highlight this on the show today is because as we talked about off the top with DJ, listen, the coyotes, they lost 12 straight games. Um, There's a lot of, off ice drama and right now it feels like the one thing that we can point to as something that's really moving in the right direction obviously the prospects which we'll talk a lot more about after the trade deadline and as we get into the off season um, but is the hockey operations department Mm -hmm. and to see the work that has been put in and the investment that's been made in this group and it's not just with the assistant general managers but it goes to the scouts on both sides and i think you know, we talk a ton about the amateur scouts because we do a lot of draft coverage on the show. Yes. And, and I think most people who are diehard Coyotes fans know the names. Daryl Plandowski and Ryan Jankowski as, it, you know, choose the two most complicated names to say back to back. But talk about pedigrees for those guys. Plandowski, of course, part of the Tampa Bay Lightning yeah. brass who drafted players such as Braden Point, who was a late round pick and turned out to be a home run Player, but what the amateur scouting staff has done and continues to do as the Coyotes have so many draft picks still yet to come and mm-hmm. possibly a really high draft pick, according to our draft Hankathon lottery results last night. Yeah, Greg. apparently
1: they're going to win it. Um, um, yeah. Celebrity is going to be a Coyote. There you go. We're manifesting that right now. But yeah, yeah but
0: the I, amateur I, staff as well.
1: I thought it'd be a good time to just. You know, sort of recap some of the pieces that they have in the pipeline right now. You you know those names, as, as Leah said, by now. And I wrote a ton on the amateur scouting staff last year. If you remember going into the draft, I had a, a scouting series where I dove into like sort of the overall department. I looked at the American staff. I looked at the Canadian staff. I looked at the European staff. There were a lot of facets. So go back and read that if you want to learn more about this staff. But I, I, when I, when I look at their pipeline and we've talked about this on, on the show, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people look at it and say there's, there's so much coming and I, I agree there is, I still think they need more and I think they agree in general. That's, I mean, they've, they've got three more years at least of an insane amount of high draft picks. Right. Yeah. And I know they're going to try and get more this year. Bill's, <laughs> I talked to Bill the other day and I know he said this publicly already, um, They don't mind collecting more draft picks because it doesn't mean that you're actually going to execute them. And even if you execute that doesn't mean you can't use them as assets to trade for other players. He's never averse to that. And and I truly believe in the numbers game because the draft is still a crapshoot. You're going to miss more than you're going to hit. Every GM misses more than he hits. Every scouting staff misses more than they hit. That's just the reality of evaluating 17 and 18 year old kids with so much physical and mental and emotional development ahead of them. Yeah, absolutely. So why not play the numbers game and try and flood your system? That's what they're going to continue to do. I think that's a great philosophy to take when you're trying to build sustainable success. But we we look at some, like we've talked about the defensemen in their system. Um, obviously, Sima Shev was was the pick last year. Mavlam is there. Curious about Artem Duda, I'm fascinated by him. I think it shows that I'm fascinated by his potential because he's such a great skater and the offensive tools are there. And I, th- I think he's uh, he could be in Tucson as early as next season. Zuber. Max Zuber, who, you know, a Zuba, very... They talk me. about his intelligence, <laughs> just a really smart player. So you got a lot of pieces there. I still think the Coyotes need another... Top end defenseman. This is a good draft to find one. This is deep in defenseman, at least at the top of the draft, they're going to have a pick there. And I'm not saying they're going to take a defenseman. If there's a forward where they say, oh my God, we, we got it. We can't pass on this opportunity. They're going to do it. They're always going to take the best player, but there's a lot of good defensemen in this draft, a lot of good prospects. So I think they can sort of check that box. And then the other thing, Leah, I keep saying it, you know, Logan Cooley's here now. You like some of the other pieces like Barrett Hayden and Jack McBain, Lower in your lineup, do they have enough elite centers? I don't think they do. I think they need another one. I don't know what Connor Geeky's going to turn into yet, but do they have enough guys at the top of the lineup where you can say, "Yeah, we're we feel good about the depth," so we know one of these guys is going to hit. I think they can get another one of those as well. I think they're going to be looking at these things over the next few years. Maybe it's defense this year because that's how the the draft is stacked. But then you got two more years after that. But as as you said earlier, like if they If they, in fact, are going to win the lottery like we're predicting they are now. Macklin Celebrini and Logan Cooley. Okay,
0: (laughs) Yeah. Sign me up. Um, And just a reminder for people for what's to come in this year's draft um, and next year's. So the Coyotes have we can take a look here. One pick in the first round. And this is as of today. So we don't even know what's going to happen after the trade deadline, of course. Um, So one first round pick, three second round picks, three third round picks, two fourth round picks, a fifth six and then two seventh that's just in 2024 then you look ahead to 2025 one first four seconds two thirds a fourth fifth sixth and seventh so that is a lot of draft picks Mm -hmm. on the horizon potentially more to come after the trade deadline as well um and you know that's not even to mention what you could package to move up right um potentially like like we've seen it in past. They've moved into the first round by packaging. And I think
1: they'd like to again. Yeah. And all this will be discussed, by the way, I'm going to have a a trade deadline preview on Sunday and I'll, I'll, I'll discuss all of this, you know, sort of the mapping out the plan, the players in play here and what the Coyotes would like to accomplish. And I do think they want to get back into the first round. It may be harder this year, but there, there are ways to do it. Yep. And I'll discuss those.
0: Well, we always spend a lot of time talking about the amateur scouts, but I feel like we might be, Mm don't give enough credit or space to talk about the pro scouts um because they play a huge role too you know you talk about oh so-and-so scouts are at so-and-so games it's like that's because they're scouting players to potentially trade for players that can be part of the team and the coyotes have been in a really unique position (laughs) the last few years because this is not a team like the teams we just spoke about with dj where it's like what what pieces can they add you know who around the league can make this team better for this team it's it's, it's a little bit of a different approach.
1: It really is. And I, I, I'd like to get into this a little more, actually. I, I, after talking to Alan Heppel, who, who runs the uh, pro scouting department, I realized, first off, I haven't written enough about this side of hockey operations, this side of the scouting department. And when you get around the trade deadline, this department's really, really important. They've got four pro scouts. They divide the league up into quarters, each take eight teams with their AHL franchises. There's some crossover, of course. And these guys get to know these other NHL franchises and AHL franchises like the back of their hand. They know what these players are capable of doing and how they fit in certain situations. I want to dive into that a little more. But as you mentioned, you know, a lot of times your pro scouting staff is like, okay, who can we add to put us over the top? Who's that really good player out? That hasn't been the goal of the Coyotes. It's weird in a way. We're looking for a guy who's a good veteran in the room who doesn't cost us much, who we might be able to flip at the deadline because maybe he's been down on his luck a little bit. It's a bizarre situation. Yeah. Like, it, 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 you really have to get granular with your scouting to find those pieces rather than, oh, yeah, there's a really good player that might be available. We, we'll go after him.
0: Yeah, and it's not just that, too. Even the waiver wire, um, and we've seen yeah. the Coyotes make moves there. But, Craig, you put together a list of some of the players who have come through as a result of the scu- the pro scouting staff. So mm-hmm. do you want to read them off?
1: 2021-22, we've got Travis Boyd, Michael Carcone, Hari Satari, wow. remember him? never forget. Dimitri Yaskin, uh, oh, Ryan God. Dezingle, Carter <laughs> Hutton, Anton Strahlman, Louis Erickson, Antoine Roussel, Jay Beagle, Shane Gostis, Bear, Andrew Ladd, and Nick Ritchie. That was quite a year. Um, but
0: also think about what all those guys, like a lot of those guys ended up fetching for the Coyotes right. down the line as well.
1: Yeah, think about the fact that they gave up nothing for Ghost. Yeah. When they when they made the trade, they and literally and gave they up nothing something. and they got more. Yep. So they got something with him just to take him. Yep. And then they got more. Yeah, it, it's crazy. Like that that year was was really interesting. It, it hasn't panned out quite as much the last two years, because I think maybe people got, people got a little wise to what was <laughs> happening here. But then you throw in Patrick Demet, Zach Cassian, Connor Ingram and Yusuf Alamagi, both off waivers. Those are two good pickups. Michael Kessering came over in the trade for Nick Bukestad, who came back to the Coyotes. Brett Ritchie for a cup of coffee here.
0: Got to live in his brother's house. That's right.
1: <laughs> and then this year, Matt Dumba, Jason Zucker, Nick Bukestad, Alex Kerfoot, Troy Stetcher, Travis Dermott, and <clears throat> Adam Ruzicka. <sighs> Speaking of cups of coffee. But it, it's interesting. Like It's a different kind of evaluation, and I never really thought about it until I put this list together. Like, yeah, these guys weren't necessarily looking for the best player. you got to really, really get granular with all the details you need that fit the Coyotes situation, right? It's It's a good veteran. It's cost effective. Can we flip them? There's a lot of things to think about. So I really want to dive into the pro staff a little more. Alan Heppel was a fan, fantastic interview. Just fascinating. I talked with him for a very long time. I want to talk with him more. I, I want to do something on this staff.
0: I don't think a lot of people, including me, realize what his background is. Yeah. Like.
1: He was the director of amateur scouting for the Colorado Avalanche for a very long time. And he drafted such players as Gabe Landeskog, Nathan McKinnon, heard of them? Uh, Mika Rantanen, Kale McCarr. Yeah, maybe you've heard of these guys. <laughs> Alan holy Heppel had holy. quite a run in Colorado, so throw that in with Daryl Plandowski's yeah, crazy I mean, run in Tampa. And, and it was interesting talking to Alan because he, he'd been on the, the amateur side. When Bill Armstrong came to him, he said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking that you might be a good fit because you have a good book on all these guys who are either just about to move in or have moved into the NHL. And Heppel saw he, that he thought about it for a little bit, and he was just like, okay I'm in it's it's interesting it's it's entirely different than what he did before Mm. but he's such a resource still and, and you can imagine the connections that a guy like that has all over the hockey world because of how long he's been in it
0: yeah absolutely well this
1: staff this staff is just fascinating to me Leah because and we've said it a million times on this show I've covered this franchise for a very long time I've never seen a hockey operations staff, even close to this complete. And when you talk about, you know, the combination of the experience level of guys like like Bill, who's been in it for a long time, Daryl, who's been in it a long time, Ryan, who's been in it a long time, Alan Apple, who's been in it a long time, Fergie, who's been in it a long time, Larry Plo, special advisor, who's been in it a long, long time. And then you bring in the young blood, like David Ludwig, who brings the agency side of it. Lee Stempniak, who brings the player side of it. But uh, all these fresh approaches, I, I, I'm missing a million people like in analytics and development and elsewhere. It's a fascinating staff to me. The Coyotes finally have the hockey operations
0: department right. Yep. And as Antonio said in the chat, we've been waiting for 84 years. And it's like right now we are in. <laughs> Seriously. The, it feels like at this particular moment, it especially feels like we're in the trenches, especially, you know, for the fans. It's like year three of the rebuild it's been it's been a tough go it's been a tough go with the the off stuff and i know john has been asking in the chat about arena stuff we're not going to get into it today john you can go craig has a full story go phnex.com about all the latest we also have a ton of videos on it um in our arizona coyotes playlist on the Phnx sports you channel you can absolutely feel free to go through those but if everything just stays the course and yeah. you can take those steps the staff is in place. So now this is the seed planting time. It, you know, you can't just have a garden spring out of nothing. You have to take times to plant the seeds, to water the garden, and then everything will grow. And we are in that. You know, it's not as rewarding at this particular moment. But hopefully, you know, with if everything works out on the, the off-ice side mm-hmm. and they can get it together, the future of this team on the ice, it's extremely bright and it's extremely exciting.
1: No question. Like, And again, I deal with these... A lot of these people pretty regularly because I do the prospect reports, too. So I talked to Lee. I talked to Curtis Foster, Jeff Shantz, uh, Charlie McTavish. Um, there's there's so many pieces in place now. It's, it's really nice to see a complete hockey operations department. And listen, I know they're getting a lot of shade right now. The Alex Morello ownership group was willing to invest in a complete hockey operations department. So credit to them for that. Yeah. Because when you look at these pieces, you can't come away cynical about that.
0: No, you absolutely can't. So if you want to read more about what we talked about today, it's on gophnext.com right now for diehards only. Craig also does monthly prospect reports um, for diehards only as well. So become a diehard today so you get access to all of those. Um, but listen, it's a great market here in Arizona. And one of those one of the reasons for that is because we have illegal Pete's here. Whether you're on the Coyotes in Tempe, Milav, or on the Roadrunners in Tucson, University, mm. by the way, big hangout for the AHL visiting teams and the Roadrunners, Illegal Pete's. and we
1: announced that, by the way? What? That we're going down there?
0: We're going to Tucson in April. More to come, but we will definitely be planning a meetup at Illegal Pete's because where else would we meet?
1: Season finale, Tucson Roaders. Book April,
0: it. April 20th. Save the date. Pencil it in your calendars. Um, Illegal Pete's. Man, oh man, it feels like there's been a lot of people coming from out of town. They've all stopped by Illegal Pete's and every single person has messaged me saying it was as good as advertised, if not better. I have yet to steer anybody wrong, whether you try the queso or a bowl, a burrito, a margarita, Illegal Pete's.
1: Even the nachos, by the way.
0: The nachos, yeah. Mm -hmm. So good.
1: Build your own nachos.
0: Plus, they have a really cool thing going on. College basketball season is in crunch time. Win or lose, Illegal Pete's here to bring you a win with their legendary soundcheck deal. Bring in your ticket stub from any ticketed event and get a draft beer or house margarita for a penny. How about that? Illegal Pete's wants to celebrate with you, whether it's a pregame or postgame party with locations in Tucson and Tempe, Arizona. They got you covered on all your game day needs. Must purchase an adult entree to redeem Illegal Pete's soundcheck deal. Illegal Pete's it's your go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. All right. Well, Craig, we had a great time yesterday hiking at uh, Hole in the Rock at Papago Park. It was, one of, it was not too challenging of a hike. So if you would love except for Petey. Um, But if you would like just a great view of the city and just to be outside, swing by there. Um, Amazing spot. And one of the perks of stopping there is you get to check in on azadventure.com and be entered for a chance to win up to a million dollars. And that's what most of us did yesterday at Hole in the Rock at Papago Park. Everybody checked in on Arizona Adventure. It took like two minutes to do. And then we had a raffle. We gave out scratchers and by the way these arizona adventure scratchers are like some of the prettiest scratchers i've That's ever the thing. seen you
1: almost feel you almost feel guilty I know. scratching them but
0: i think we've heard back from two or three people who've who won these yesterday and almost every single person Chris won wins? at least ten dollars yeah, yeah. yeah so there, there's a lot of ways to win the arizona lottery like i said you can check in on arizonaadventure.com it's geolocated, so if you just show up, allow your location services, check in. There's tons of places to check in. You can go online, azadventure.com, um, or you can enter tickets online for a chance to win a million in cash and Arizona Travel Prizes. Plus, you can always just pick up those Arizona Adventure Scratchers as well. So the Arizona Lottery, it's not just about playing games and winning prizes. It's also about giving back to the state and its communities. Visit azadventure.com for more information on how you can take an adventure for a chance to win a million dollars in cash in Arizona Travel Prizes.
1: Let's have some fun with leap years now.
0: Craig, you put in a lot of research into I, this. I did.
1: I, I have no idea so, why, but I, I, I want don't Daniel. Either. Off, I'm just going gonna... to want Daniel on the mic for this as well. Okay. I'm, first off, I'm, I'm just going to ask you. How you guys feel about leap years?
0: I don't get it. Why do they exist?
1: Well, because the orbit of the sun. I mean, it, it it's not actually 365. Do you want me to read the actual time? Well, we actually I mean, have to add a year to make sure that the seasons don't get thrown off. <laughs> As the Earth orbits the okay. sun. Okay. Okay. Because it's not actually 365 days. It's a little bit more. So we got to add one. But it's not every four years, as some people think, because. That would throw off the seasons, and we're not exact still. So I have these questions. I like I want to talk to an expert here and say, but we're still off a fraction. So aren't the seasons slowly getting thrown off track? But we won't we won't dwell on that so far. I want to hear Daniel's thoughts on leap year.
3: I was always really jealous of the people who had their birthdays on leap really? year. I yeah, so I thought that'd be so cool. I hate birthdays.
0: Okay, that's hard. Like
3: I hate birthday hate parties. Well. I hate being the center <laughs> of attention. Yeah. So birthdays aren't really my thing. I like once every four years. That's that's like, man, that's all I ever wanted. I always wonder
1: about people like if you have.
0: When do you celebrate the 28th?
1: I guess March 1st is what what I've heard most often. But it's just kind of weird. No, that's that's not my birthday.
0: I mean, if my birthday was every 29th, you better believe that that every four years would be the biggest party like, of the year.
1: I mean, I feel like it's justified. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I saw someone I think it was Kelly earlier in the chat said she knows friends who got married on February 29th. It's like
1: that's freaky. You're
0: like. 80 years old it's our it's our 10th wedding anniversary <laughs> it's like what yeah. oh man let me
1: read you some fun facts okay about leap years. here we go julius caesar introduced the first calendar leap year in 46 bc I, when i read things like that first off what? i always have questions about documentation can i see some proof of that is that like etched on a stone tablet somewhere <laughs> I got questions about that. Anyway, leap year babies are called leapers or leaplings. Leapers sounds way too much like lepers. I don't like that I like at leaplings. all. Leaplings is fun, right? Yeah. Okay. Again, we we talk about this. There are like four million plus people worldwide who celebrate their birthday, or, or who were born on February twenty ninth. What do you do? Doesn't that feel awkward? Like people show up. Oh, you're born on March first. No. Oh, why am I here? I would just. Why am I here?
0: I would just completely change it. Like, okay, I have a friend. This is hilarious. She was off. Like, she forgot. I don't know how this happened, but if you knew her, you'd understand. She was convinced she was 27, like, a whole year. It came to be her birthday. She thought she was turning 28. Her mom was like, no, you're turning 29. She checked. Like, she was off. And all of a sudden, she's 29, so it's like she completely missed thinking she was 28. So, like, I could see how you could convince yourself that your birthday was really, like, the 28th or the first. Hmm.
3: I have a cousin who did pretty much that exact same thing. She always says that she was 30 for three years.
0: Yeah. It's like you can convince yourself of anything. So maybe that's what you do.
3: For three years. So and then you can just jump to being 34. Yeah. So 29, right. she forgot her birthday. So when you and were so 31, was I was telling, never 31. She was telling everybody that's that she so was 30. Funny. And then when she was actually 30, she was still 30. And then when she th- turned 31... She was like, I don't want to turn 31. I'm just going to be 30 another year. That's
0: amazing. (laughs) See, so why can't you, you know, obviously you need it for legal purposes. Like you need to write your birthday on like legal documents and government documents. But otherwise, like I wonder if that ever
1: creates confusion.
0: I could could say my birthday is any time. Yeah. And who who would care except my mom and the government. But
1: legal documents. I do wonder about that if that ever creates a problem. Hmm.
0: Anyway, carry on, Craig.
1: Did you guys know that February 29th has traditionally been a day on which women were allowed to propose to men? First of all, can we yeah what? talk about the were allowed allowed thing? like can we get past that and like w-
0: women can propose to men I'm at all anytime. for like
1: that like women asking men out on dates, women proposing to men. Let's 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 get there, okay? Um, but let me read you the history here. You probably okay. don't care.
0: I mean, do I have a choice?
1: It all goes all the <laughs> way back to the fifth century. Are you worried now?
0: I'm worried. It's an Irish notes.
1: tradition. Legend has it that St. Bridget of Kildare complained to St. Patrick that maidens had to wait too long for suitors to ask for their hand. So St. Patrick decreed that on the extra day of a leap year, women could propose to men. Irish monks then took this to Scotland and in 1288, 1288, Queen Margaret passed a law allowing women to propose to their chosen sweetheart on February 29th. And any man who declined the proposal on this day would have to pay a fine of a silk gown or a kiss.
0: That's actually hilarious. It is, isn't it (laughs) great? What is happening?
1: Exactly. Where have we gone with the show? Yeah, he'd be like shaking his head. He might have walked off the set by now.
0: I know, 100%. Some cultures
1: consider February 29th an unlucky day, but, you know, I don't know what to do with people who believe in superstition, so we'll just pass right on past those idiots. As uh, I mentioned with DJ, uh, Anthony, Texas, and Anthony, New Mexico.
0: Anthony, wow. Sister cities.
1: Right, right across the border yep. from each other, they're right on the border, Lily. If in that El Paso area, both claim the title, leap your capital, and hold multi-day, multi-day celebrations, which makes no sense. It's all about that day, Anthony, Texas, and Anthony, New Mexico. But I know you're trying to bring in some extra revenue, so I get it. All right, some historical dates that happened on
0: some of these February are hockey related. Don't <laughs> worry, everyone.
1: The first Salem witch trials <laughs> were held on February 29 sixteen ninety two. In 1940, Gone with the Wind won eight Oscars on February 29th. Wow. Okay. 1968, Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band wins the Grammy Award for Album of the Year, the first rock LP to do so. And in 1980, future Hall of Fame right-wing Gordie Howe scored in the third period to become the first NHL player with 800 career goals. Wow. Gordy Howe
0: that's those are actually crazy and Paul Paul said these are the kind of things I really love about what Craig does he just does research on random things just <laughs> for fun
1: <laughs> research on random things that's that's me so I wanted to ask you guys like and I I know I didn't give you any time to prep for this at all but I was imagining and you can feel free to be sarcastic on this how each of the four major North American men's pro leagues would react to a leap year what would they do to take advantage of a leap year so I have a couple oh. thoughts here like the NFL would Probably find an excuse to add another game.
0: I was going to say it's all about money for the NFL. All about money. They would would do like the leap year special. It doesn't matter if it was a Tuesday. It's like we got a full slate of NFL. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. The NHL would find another way to have the Coyotes fly from the East Coast (laughs) with the leap year day in between to play a home game the following day. Any thoughts on the NBA or Major League Baseball?
3: Baseball is releasing a new hat. First, yes. there's a weepier a themed hat, and it's uh, they're just gonna blast it around all social medias, and nobody. It's gonna be another bad hat. <laughs> another bad NBA.
0: Hat. It's gonna be a rest day for all the superstars. They need to, they need to take their uh their to rest their sore calves.
1: Yes. Or that, whatever it is their that has the model toe. lineup that night. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. So it's a that's where my mind to, So thanks for saying that for all yeah. the
0: superstars in the NBA. All right. I like that.
1: That concludes our leap year section of the show. And
0: by the way, let us know in the chat what you guys think uh, the major leagues would do on a leap year day.
1: (laughs) And how will you be celebrating (laughs) leap leap year day?
0: And let us know if it's your birthday so we can give you a shout out on the 29th.
1: And what should we call babies born on a leap year day instead of of lepers? No, I don't. I mean leapers. Sorry.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Well, we'll round up the show and we'll talk about the Coyotes. Um, uh,
1: we're back here, are we?
0: Yeah, we are. We okay. have we do have a slight update on Clayton Keller, courtesy of Patrick Brown, who's out on the road with the team. Um, and Coach Andre Cherny said, quote, it'll take a few days, not tomorrow.
1: So he won't be playing against the Canadians, which is one of the games we circled on this, poten- this trip as a potential win to break the streak. And now you got to do it without Clayton, Clayton Keller.
0: But if Nick Schmaltz continues to play how he did yesterday, if he, you know, it, it's funny because normally Schmaltz is mm. the one injured, you know, and it, Clayton Keller, we obviously have seen play without Schmaltz. It's almost like the... uh not comparing them as players but when Crosby's injured Malkin thrives mm. maybe it'll be like one of those things and bon this c'est. will be Nick Schmaltz's time to shine he's going to have to shine the goaltending's going to have to shine but i guess the good news ish is the coyotes are 5 and 4 in their last 9 games at the bell center
1: Centre Bell.
0: Bell will have a Shian Show update also we from will. Patrick Brown. So <laughs> Thanks, maybe, Pat. are we sure Keller's injured or he just wanted a press box, box hot dog? I mean, those, those
1: hot dogs, you've had them now, Leah. We were at the draft. Those hot dogs are, uh, are pretty
0: damn good. There's something to them. Yep. There's something to it's them. It's the bun,
1: right? It's the bun.
0: It is. And I was really disappointed because the second day they ran out of the buns. And at that point, there was nothing special about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, it's just a dog at that point. Come yeah. on.
0: Yeah. But um, another fun little tidbit is, if you recall, Logan Cooley was drafted at Bell Center. Uh, so really cool, I'm sure, for him to be back. Yeah. And
1: you know who Montreal didn't draft at Bell Center? Logan. Shane Wright. Oh. Remember that? I do. Remember the death stare from Shane Wright when he didn't get drafted?
0: Yes, I do. <laughs> that, was, I,
1: that was an interesting trip all around when we finally got there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Roaring Fork said it sounds to me like he's got a bug. We don't actually know. Mm. No, then- because we
1: watched a shift where he was back checking hard. And then when he looped back up ice, he didn't take another stride. He co went right to the bench. So it's I, I don't know. I don't want to speculate, but something happened. Oh, yeah in that period of time
0: and then Nick said man he's doing everything <laughs> he can not to play with Schmaltz Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe it's an internal challenge for Schmaltz but either way we'll keep our tabs on that one it'll be a little bit of a challenge without Keller but again maybe it'll allow guys to step up because there's also been games where Keller's been completely held off the score sheet and you've seen the other line step up and last yep. night we were talking about the Michelli cross line starting to you know find their stride again so maybe it'll be their night to shine we'll see but either way the need to get a win because right now they're just three away from tying the coyotes record in most losses in a row with 15 mm. so we don't want to get there 12 nope. is enough Thir- we don't need unlucky 13 like please please no you know oh. what we do need leah circle case snacks
1: snacks i need snacks i'm hungry
0: i so i charles widow pike brought us um all labeled Putty. on the bag so money Circle K snacks, and I was telling everybody in the office today, so they know that's ours. Um, Circle K snacks. They, I mean, I know this is. People are probably rolling their eyes at this whole snack conversation. If it sh- if this tells you anything, it's just to say how good the Circle K snacks are. Mm-hmm. They're just so. How good. badly
1: people want them that they're actually willing to steal them yes. from you. So, if you heard our court kangaroo court the other day and by the way we may have sentencing coming at some point Sue because we I think we know all of the culprits now we we just need to verify one
0: yes and, and then we'll once we good. do that, we can hold our sentencing. It'll we'll be
1: a mass sentencing, I'll tell you that. Yep.
0: So Circle K, not only do they have great snacks, they have great deals on gas, especially when you're a member of the Inner Circle because you save $0.25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips and save $0.03 cents per gallon every day, plus you get discounts on snacks. Sometimes they just say, here's free snacks, free drinks, etc. Join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details
1: can we invent our own tagline for circle k
0: what would you like
1: stay away from my circle k snacks that's <laughs> like what I, that's what i want to say i like
0: that. how we create our own taglines for all of our sponsors <laughs> like if it's if it's good enough for craig it's probably too good for you <laughs> stay away from our circle k snacks yep. um but we don't have to change the tagline for gila river resorts and casinos because i feel like you do you really i mean that's it that's just a that's great it. one
1: p so. love saying it
0: he does. And Petey also loves looking up all of the artists coming to Gila <laughs> River Resorts and Casinos. Um, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of artists. So there's always shows there. Of course, there's the casino, there's the restaurants, there's the resort. So much to do at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. They have locations all over the valley. So no matter where you live, there's one near you. And if you've never been, I highly, highly, Highly recommend checking it out. It's a great place for a staycation as well because there's so much to do there. Um, so when it's hot this summer and you're looking for activities, check it out. You do you at Gila River Resorts and Casinos. So visit Gila.com for more details. All right. Anything else before we get out of here?
1: Just letting people know I got a mailbag coming Thursday. I think you know already because I put it in the Discord and it's now up on Twitter That's as well.
0: That's how PHNX takes advantage of the leap year is having the mailbag published on the 29th.
1: That's right. That's right. You, you noticed that, did you?
0: Is your intro gonna be about leap years? No,
1: I'm not giving that away, Leon. Because your
0: intros are always completely random. I never they know are what to expect. Utterly random.
1: Yep. So I will try and be especially random on a leap year. Um but yeah, the mailbags coming Thursday. And then as I mentioned earlier, I will have a preview of the trade deadline coming on Sunday, just basically mapping out the players in play and the coyote's plan.
0: Awesome. Well, looking forward to those. Again, Mailbag is for diehards only. So make sure you become a diehard today. Go phnx.com slash diehards. You get access to all of that access to our discord as well. 20% off merch and events. But from now till Wednesday, don't forget 30% off sale phnxlocker.com. Don't miss out stock up on your gear especially as we head into the final stretch of the season and draft season coming up here soon but that's it from us today thanks again to dj bean from what chaos for joining us earlier thanks again everybody here in our live chat or listening later be sure to hit the thumbs up on this video and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you don't miss our weekly audio only shows as well you can follow us on Twitter, PD at home at SPDs hockey, me at Leah Merrill, Craig at Craig S Morgan, Danielle at Abrica Danielle. We have a super chat down to the wire. Uh two dollar super chat. Congrats to Tara.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Appreciate yeah, you noticing Tara,
0: that. Uh Tara won an award. So it's on Craig's Twitter but congrats Tara well deserved um everybody thanks so much for tuning in we'll be live on post game shows the rest of the week so the coyotes game schedule through sunday that's our schedule make sure you stick around on the phnx sports youtube channel to not miss our post game shows and hopefully one of them is a winning one we will (laughs) we'll see
1: feel for the magician i mean times are tough
0: times are tough And he's and they're on the road. So it doesn't even matter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. All right. Well, everybody enjoy the rest of your Monday and we will see you all on Tuesday.